I've just hit launch. Well, let's launch. Let's do let's it. Launch. I'm back. <laughs> you are, but I'm actually so glad because it's. I didn't realize how kind of awkward it is to talk by myself and try and have a conversation with myself, and make it look like it's all chill, but it's not much fun. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. I'm very glad to you're back. To provide some honest. sort of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm back. I'm well. I'm all good. <laughs> back to regular programming. So, yeah, we're back with goal setting. How exciting! It's um. Woo. it's dry ish depending on how we approach it so uh we're going to try to make it a little bit more fun and exciting because we're going to cover hopefully you take something away from this which is actually going to be useful and applicable to everyday life rather than be like set goals because it's good for you right which is great but what does that actually look like so let's figure it yeah, out well, together we'll go on a exactly. journey We'll, go, we'll try to anyway. And when we say goal setting, I can already see eyes rolling. We understand. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> You've yeah. probably heard it everywhere. Actually, though, but if you're still it's... listening, well done. Keep listening because this is actually going to be good. So <laughs> There's actually an art to goal setting in a way. There is different ways of doing it. But, yeah, so we're going to go over what it is, why we kind of use it, how like what techniques we use or frameworks we use and when it's kind of used and things like that so hopefully yeah as you said someone takes something out of this yes so one of the one of the things about goal setting which uh actually got me offside really early on was when i was swimming goal setting was one of those things that we were kind of told you know you got to do it because it's good for you and rah 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 but we were never actually showed how to do it properly. So it was literally just like come up with a goal and write it down. So I always used to think that the whole process itself was just stupid because I was like, well, I have my goals in my head. So I don't need to write it down or go through some ridiculous process. So I'm glad that now, especially, and we are going to talk about this in this pod as well, is some very, very recent research on goal setting um, to probably the most up-to-date research that we have so far on goal setting. So you're getting a hot, mm-hmm. hot off the press update on where things are at. Thanks to some very, very clever colleagues of ours whose names will drop soon. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And as you said, like we all kind of know, well, not everyone, but a lot of people know what the goals are in their head or what they want, but often they just stay as those like, they don't know how to achieve them. They don't know the steps in order to achieve them or they may not even be realistic. Uh, and that's kind of like what you need to differentiate and understand about goals. It's like not every goal is um, something in your control and that's important to know. Yes. All right. So let's uh, let's continue with the launch pad. Let's jump straight in. Let's so- go. So what? What is goal setting, Nick? <laughs> Throw it straight at me. I like it. Well, um, how would I describe it? To put it simply, we're pretty much just establishing an aim. We're we're establishing mm-hmm. an aim of something that we want to achieve. We're being quite explicit about that aim. That's that's yeah. probably the most simple way I can describe it. Being Trying something that is actions for. Yeah, it, it, I suppose if we're gonna, yeah, if we're gonna peel the layers back immediately (laughs) 
It depends how deep we want to go with this, right? Because one of the things I took out of this this recent article is that we could go as deep as you need to with goal setting. It's definitely way more complex than people realize. And hopefully by the end of this lecture, um, people will have a bit more of an understanding lecture. of uh, the complexities of goal setting. Yeah, I've started just calling these pots lectures because that's what it feels like. Well, that's quite scary. I'm, I'm surprised like people are like, leaving this podcast now because they're like i don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to listen to another lecture <laughs> yeah please no i'm not doing it like i'm not going to do this for free it's an informative <laughs> discussion between two legends that's what it, that's what it really is let's be honest <laughs> well yeah you said it quite perfectly goal setting is a process to which people establish aims or objectives um and their actions towards them as well so why do we use it? Why is it important to use in sports settings? I suppose there's many reasons. It increases motivation, increases, I guess, direction. It can increase their competence towards something because depending on the goal, it could be towards learning a certain skill or in recovery from injury. It could be um, return to sport goals. There's a whole bunch of different goals it could be team goals yeah would you say that's kind of correct yeah this so this is one of the aspects of it is their their context dependent and context relevant so depending on what's going on for the individual at the time is how we're going to then apply the the intervention itself so yeah uh yeah like if it's really really good if you're an injured athlete very good at keeping you on track with rehab and hitting those little targets as you go along because as we know like being injured as an athlete is no fun um and the rehab process is extremely boring and tedious at times so having little goals to tick off along the way can be really helpful so yeah depending on context and how we use it it can be a very useful tool to apply across different realms of sport depending on what we're after so yeah exactly and so there are different types of goals there are outcome goals, which are desired and usually an end result of something. So very uncontrolled. And this could be like, oh, I want to win in the next competition. Well, you kind of don't know if you're going to win or not because that's out of your control <laughs> at the same time. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we have performance goals. Um, they're particular standard to be achieved. Um, they are within someone's control. Uh, for example, decreasing your sprint time from 21 to 19 seconds. Mm. So that's a performance goal. And then a process goal. So technique or strategy based, completely within your control. Uh, and this, an example of this is improving your form. So there's different ones. We mainly don't really focus on the outcome goals, so the ones that are out of your control because that can increase risk of disappointment. Disappointment or I suppose that like the level of uncertainty in trying to focus on an outcome goal is like it's a, it's a, a, bit, a bit of a pointless endeavor because there are so many different variables that can influence an outcome. So mainly when we're talking through execution, in order to reach a desired outcome, we run all the way back to process. So what are you actually doing? And this is where this mindfulness stuff comes in that I mentioned last week as well, is like if you're 
if you're focused on what you're supposed to be doing at that point in time, we call that a process, you know, task, task focus process essentially is the, you know, the wording. Yeah. But that then entails that level up into the performance goal, which then sort of influences the outcome. Because sometimes there are just yeah. things that like you, you, could, you could execute your process and your performance to the best of your ability mm-hmm. on that day. But if the person that you're up against is just having a better day than you are, or they're more skilled or fitter or whatever it is, and you don't win, then you know that that's that's still good because you've executed exactly how you needed to. It was just something completely out of yeah. your control has occurred. So um, we don't want to sort of we then don't want to give ourselves a almost like a grade on our performance based on outcome because I can still have yeah. a really really exceptional performance and not win for me yeah. as the individual. Exactly. So we want to, yeah, be careful with that as as we sort of move forward here. Yeah, like, of course, everyone wants to win, right? <laughs> Ideally, wants, yeah. That's, that's why you're doing it. But, you know, you can look within yourself, like, obviously, you want to focus more on, oh, was I better than what I was last time, even though I didn't win? Like, what did I do differently? Or what did I achieve differently uh, than last time that was better for me? Um, and look, if you win, you win, (laughs) but, um, yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. And in team sports, of course, like everyone wants to win, the team wants to win, but how can you kind of work as a team or how can you, as an individual within that team, you know, mark the ball better or, um, how many goals do you kick instead of what you did last time? And, um, really focus on what's realistic to that individual and to that team at that point. And slowly, slowly you will get closer to the outcome goal as you improve those things at the same time. Yeah. So I like that. Cause as uh, if I'm working with an athlete and they say, you know, I want to, I want to make the Olympic team, right? Okay. That's cool. That's a good outcome goal to have. That sort of becomes like our umbrella. So I'll like, I'll literally draw an umbrella mm-hmm. up on a whiteboard or something and have Olympics written on it. That's awesome. And then everything underneath that, I draw as like little raindrops. And they're all the goals that we're going to have to execute in order to get to the main one. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a, we're not saying don't have big, broad outcome goals because they're, they're really, really useful, but you need to understand that the process to get there is then made up of all these other smaller ones that may not be yeah. as exciting, like some of these process things or measuring performance and things like that. So I know uh, one of the most commonly used goal-setting frameworks, that is <laughs> SMART goals. For those who have heard of that, some of you might not have. Do you remember what the SMART acronym is? Yeah. So we've got S for specific. What do you want to achieve, accomplish? Who needs to be included? When do you want to do this? And why is this a goal? So be really specific about what your goal is. M is for measurable. The success towards meeting the goal can be measured. Answers the question, how? How will you know if you've su- successfully met your goal? So which measures have you put in place that you can visually see that you are um moving towards that goal a is for attainable goals are realistic and can be achieved in a specific 
amount of time and are reasonable? Do they have the skills required to achieve the goal? So do you have the ability to achieve that goal? It has to be specific to you and really, really stick because we're not out here trying to make you fly. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, R is for relevant. So the goals are aligned with current objectives that are aligned in a specific area, include the expected result. Why am I setting this goal now? So really like reflect on how is this relevant to you and why you're doing it. And lastly, T is for time. Goals have a clearly defined time frame, including a target or deadline date and make sure they don't go forever. So that's kind of to keep you accountable, to keep it moving. And again, the time needs to be pretty realistic with how you're going about it as well. So you don't want to put a timeline that seems almost impossible or stresses you out even more. Yeah. So on the surface, this seems like a really good thing to employ. Like it's a nice, easy acronym to remember. It seems reasonable. And each aspect is something that like I've, I've told athletes if, or general people, if they're not sure where to start with goal setting, this is a good place to start. So if, if you're listening to this thinking, I, I just have no idea where to actually start with goal setting, this is, this is not a bad way to start things off. It's quite surface level and you do need to go deeper because it's more complex than that. But it's, it's, yeah, it's not a bad way to start, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, yeah, die in a ditch over this model because it's, um, it's been iterated, but, oh, I don't know how many times yeah. now, but it's changed a lot over the years. This, the original version of this was, uh, as far as I'm aware, published in 1981 and it, and it yeah. came out of the business world. So, you know, you can understand that being applicable to sport and then having, what's that? Shit, 50, 60 years of iterations. It's, you know, yeah, it's going to change. Look, so, yeah, a lot of, um, a lot of people don't like it in, in our world, um, which is fair enough. But I, I do agree that it is a great uh, place to start, especially with um, clients who have never goal setted before. It's, I guess, goal setting does take practice, it does take some understanding. It's, it's, you know, I have worked with clients around it and it does take a little bit for them to understand like what is a realistic, um, what's realistic to them and what's specific and, you know, time frame do they know because you need some level of self-awareness as, as well. So it's definitely a good place to start um, and then you can get into more complex um, or deeper goal setting once the baseline is kind of formed yeah. So what what is probably important to mention here is that um I might introduce this article because it's some of the some of the stuff we're going to talk about for the rest of this is is coming straight from this. So so it's by Bird, Swan and Jackman. So it's 2023, so it's super new. It was published in March of this year. And essentially what they did was they uh collected a whole bunch of different research on goal setting. Did a bit of an analysis and a review. Yeah. What they found, I'll get to their findings soon enough, but in another meta-analysis that was found that I've mentioned on this pod a few times, it was found that goal setting had a small to moderate effect size. Now, we've mentioned effect Mm -hmm. sizes a bit over the last few episodes, but just in case people need a refresher, 
a small to moderate effect size is basically like there's going to be a small impact, small to medium impact on whatever it is you're looking at, right? So something like goal setting is, let's say, how effective is it in improving our performance? Well, this essentially suggests that it's like it is helpful. It's just not massively helpful. So it still is helpful though. Now, if we're talking about sport and trying to gain every little advantage that you can over your opponents and your competitors, why wouldn't you use something that's even going to give you a small advantage? So this is this is how people get into trouble with doping and stuff at the top end because everyone's looking for that little edge to get over their competitors. Because at the top, there's not much else you can do. You can guarantee that they've goal set it up to the top. So it's I, I do also want to reiterate too, like this is not something that's going to like if you're looking for huge performance jumps, this might not be the thing that's going to help you with that. But it's also not going to harm anything either. It is probably going to be beneficial if we're looking at the research base. Yeah, it definitely benefits in in a small way anyway, but it also allows you to, I guess, um, control something um, that you can control because a lot in the industry and in the sporting space, there are a lot of uncontrollable variables. So if you can kind of have something to control, it can make you feel a little bit better too and perform better. So every little bit counts. And I mean, anyone can kind of try it out and see what you think. And if it doesn't work, then that's fine. It's no harm done, really. Yeah. So, and one of the, one of the I think, most important things that came out of this, or the, one of the most interesting parts anyway for me, was the, the notion of, which we've heard before, right? So it's do your best. Just, you know, just go out there and do your best as a, as a very broad sort of, you know, trope. This is this essentially found, which is nice because it was supported, was that mm-hmm. the do your best goals were not not quite as effective as as the specific goals. Now, when we're talking about specific, this is this is where things get tricky. Right? Is mm-hmm. when compared to do your best goals, specific goals were considered more effective at changing behavior and more powerful in enhancing motivation and performance, which sounds great on the surface. But then we have to get into the detail of, yeah, but what did that actually look like? And then what was the context and what was the individual's sort of performance level and how much experience they had with goal setting and all sorts of stuff comes into it. So this is kind of the point, I think, this is probably the main point we wanted to take out of this one is goal setting is way more complex than we know it to be. And if we want it to be effective, there are certain guidelines that we should be following to try to maximize the benefit that we're going to get from it. Yeah. So I have a I have a little question for you. Yes. Let's say there's someone just feeling really lost in life and needs goals. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this would be a good place to start for them or you know to try figure it out or to make them what do you suggest for those people just in the general population? General general pop yeah, I'll try to, we probably need a fake scenario or something to sort of make this up. But the generally speaking, pick, just pick anything, <laughs> pick one thing. And then mm-hmm. what I like to do is there's an exercise that I heard, it, I heard it in a workshop or something ages ago, but it's basically like, if you need to come up with ideas, imagine a, imagine a continuum from basically the safest, smallest idea that you, that you can come up with 
all the way up into the most ridiculously extreme idea that is like probably even unrealistic. Somewhere in between those two points, you're going to find your your sweet spot. So, mm-hmm. which I love this idea because if I need to come up with a goal for the first time, I'm probably going to be quite reserved in in yeah. what I come up with. I'm going to, I'm going to play it pretty safe, right? So let's say let's just use exercise as an example, right? I have an exercise for 12 months and I'm thinking, man, I, I really got to start exercising again. I need to improve my health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where do I start? And that might be from walking around the block one time all the way up to like joining a CrossFit club and training every day of the week. Right? Somewhere yeah. in between those two things is going to be a nice place to start. And for you as the individual, you need to figure out what that is. And and people can help you with this, like sport and exercise psychs. This is part of the training too, is this exercise psych side of things. It doesn't get spoken about very much. Yeah. Yeah. Talk talk it through, figure it out, do a bit of a, you know, what's what's this going to look like kind of thing. And yeah. And yeah. you'll you'll land somewhere. Landing like somewhere is going to be better than nowhere. Yeah, exactly. No, I really like that analogy. It was good. But anyway, good. going back to article sorry i just really wanted to ask you that no that's cool i appreciate that that's good because if we just read through the article it'd probably be a pretty dry podcast so there was there was one other framework that came out of this that they found in the research so it was a two by two framework simmons and taps 2016 for anyone that's interested uh but essentially it's two separate continua so the goal performance benefit so you range from high performance to low performance benefit and then a goal implementation effort so mm-hmm. it's essentially Goals with high performance benefits that are both difficult and easy to implement should be focused on straight away. That was the point. Goals providing low performance benefits and that are difficult to implement should be revised. And then any goals with low performance benefits that are difficult should basically just be thrown in the bin. So I thought this was really helpful as well, just for those that are more visually uh, minded to actually draw out that two by two and, and jot them all down and sort of think, yeah, that's, that's probably not where that's supposed to be. And I can throw that one out or this one's great. And I need to work on that one straight away. So um, I'm a big fan of the visual stuff. Yeah. So am I. Need to kind of write them down, visualize them. Yeah. I, th- I think most people are visual learners in this space, but you know, most people, oh, I'm a visual learner. Yeah. I think most people are <laughs> varying degrees. Okay. So one of the other important things that came out of this that I want people to take away is um, so the meta analytic evidence uh, from general psychology literature, uh, literature, this is not sports psych specific, this is just general, indicates that goals plus feedback are better than just goals and that the value of feedback is increased when the goal is more challenging. It also showed that when outcomes are made public and when goals are physically recorded as well, there was an increase. So it let's say, let's apply this in the sporting space. You're an athlete, you set a goal and you communicate with your coach about wanting to achieve that goal. You go through all the details, you do the bits and pieces. Over that process, there's a there's a reiteration that occurs. So I need to adjust various different things or refine my goal as it is. I then receive mm-hmm. feedback from coach about how I'm doing and how I'm executing and whatever else. That is way more beneficial than me just saying, I'm going to set a goal and keep it to myself and and just try to achieve it with no refinement or anything is that because of like accountability as well and i guess like as you said reviewing goals and adjusting them also helps 
Yeah, I suspect so because there, there, is, there is certainly a level of accountability there, but having a coach assist you with that and the feedback is such a beneficial thing for us to have because it also removes it removes a bit of that ego stuff that we can get stuck in. So like I remember when I was swimming, I'd set my own goals. I wouldn't write them down. I wouldn't even tell the coach about it, but then I would be so rigid with it and I wouldn't change it because yeah. changing it, I saw as like a failure to achieve that goal, which is yeah. just not true. So because cause goals need to be refined. It's like a, it's a constantly moving, evolving process. We don't just say, here's your goal, stick to it, off we go, right? So yeah. we we t- we take the ego out of it a little easier when we've got someone else involved. Yeah, with clients, I've um we've always gone over them and reviewed them and adjusted them when needed, especially with the smaller goals. It, um, leading up to the the bigger goals, you know, because especially at the start, you just don't, don't know and you're trying to figure it out. So there needs a lot more adjustments till you kind of work out what works and what doesn't work for you. I think that that's the perfect takeaway from that is adjust when needed when mm. needed crucial point and there's nothing wrong with adjusting you no. have not failed you have absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not failed you if are anything, welcome to adjust improving yourself yeah exactly <laughs> yep so this is a, this is a perfect line for this right so the authors the authors of the article state this although never giving up and resisting the urge to quit are commonly glorified in sport Continuing to pursue an unattainable goal can be detrimental. In such situations, goal disengagement can represent an adaptive self-regulatory response and can potentially protect individuals against some of the unpleasant dysfunctional emotional consequences of perceived goal failure, such as depressed mood and things like that. Really important point. I'm going to try to put this in layperson's terms because that was a little bit wordy. But essentially, it's okay if you're trying to pursue a goal that is no longer the right goal for you. If you continue to try to pursue that goal that is unattainable, there are likely negative consequences on the other end of that, which we would like you to avoid. Like life needs adjustment sometimes, so do goals, because things always happen. It's unpredictable. You don't know. There could be injury, like goals will change no matter what and that's something you have to kind of um, be okay with you know out of nowhere you might not be able to do something or um, something is maybe too easy and you're improving too fast so you now you now need to adjust your goals um, for that as well so it's it's not only what you can't do it's also what you can do and what you do can figure out that you can do yeah spot on so (laughs) Uh, it made sense so when <laughs> when we're talking about because I want to try to sort of I suppose put some some tips together so that people can go okay I'm going to apply that or I'm going to do it run myself through a goal setting process using this framework. Number one, I want to say that it's not that easy. There is no one size fits all model. We there are there are some out there, but they're they're just not going to be as effective as if you were doing this on an individual level applying the context and your skill level and your experience and all the rest of those things. But if you don't know where to start, start with smart, start with the smart model. Then we can reiterate and we can change and refine and go a little bit deeper from there. Look, if you really want to work with a sports psych, a general psych, um, they will guide you through it. 
um, assist you review it if you really feel not that confident to do it yourself if you want to do it yourself um but yeah like I feel like this well hopefully it was informative but also a bit more light since I'm back yeah (laughs) the sunshine has returned (laughs) now they don't have to listen to only your voice just me droning on which was literally a lecture so I'm so glad this is back because we can converse it's fun Uh, you did amazing considering thank you yeah. I feel like you have to say that. Hopefully, no, there's a gun to my head. <laughs> um, I hope people took something away from this. This isn't only based around sports, also general pop. And yeah, if anyone has any questions, please let us know. Yeah. Thanks, crew. All right. Pleasure. See ya. Have a great week. Peace Bye. out.